0: With Matt Cooper. Today, FM, it all happens here.
1: It's time for the last word on health. Dr. Brian Higgins, GP at Galway Galway Primary Care, is with us. Good evening, Brian. Hey, good evening. Uh, Conjunctivitis is what you're talking about this week. I understand there's been a surge in patients suffering from it over recent times.
0: Well, I was working over the weekend and we found a huge amount of patients coming in with conjunctivitis. Um, conjunctivitis is an inflammatory condition so our eye is covered with this protective coating called the conjunctiva and when that becomes inflamed uh, we call it conjunctivitis and generally it can be inflamed for two reasons infection or allergy is an eye
1: infection always conjunctivitis
0: um, so uh, conjunctivitis literally just means infl- inflammation of the conjunctiva. So all eye, in- so eye infections can be um, in different parts of the eye, but if it's an infection of that front coating of the eye conjunctiva, it's always conjunctivitis. But you can also get blepharitis, which is an infection in the little hair follicles from the eyelashes.
1: And what causes conjunctivitis?
0: The main reasons, there are several different reasons, but the main reasons are... Um, infection and those infections can be viral and they are actually usually viral and that's probably what we're seeing is there's a lot of circulating virus called adenovirus and it's a really nasty virus that gives people a flu-like illness, can give some vomiting diarrhoea and can give quite a nasty conjunctivitis but we can also get bacterial infections in the eyes which can present and look identical to viral um, conjunctivitis so it can be very difficult to tell whether an infection is in the conjunctiva is viral or bacterial and of course for those of us who suffer with hay fever you can get allergic conjunctivitis and they just present a little bit differently
1: Uh, every parent is familiar with getting the mail from the creche or the school saying that somebody in the class has conjunctivitis and next thing you spot the child rubbing the eye and all that Uh, just how infectious can it be they're really, really really
0: really 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 infectious
1: and in terms of if you do see uh, your child rubbing the eye or if you yourself feel there's something going on, how long should you stay away from work for? Do you need to stay away from work? Do you need to keep the kids
0: out of school? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's uh, when it comes to that, I would always look at each individual situation. The main thing is preventing the spread. So hand hygiene is very important. Again, if I had conjunctivitis, would I still come to work? I would. I would just be very, very, very cautious around my hand hygiene. If I had adenovirus and I'd vomit and diarrhea, I'd be staying home from work until they resolved for fear that I would spread infection to other people. Um, Also, though, you could be keeping your kids home because they have allergic conjunctivitis and they may not need to miss school at all. The the way to tell the difference is generally... um, Bacterial or viral conjunctivitis, it'll usually start in one eye and then go to the other. And you'll get a really nasty, what we call purulent or pus-like infection. So I always call it gunk coming out of the eyes and it'll often glue the eyes together in the morning. So if that's happening, it's infectious. But if the eyes are a little bit swollen, maybe they're a little bit itchy and the redness affects both eyes together. And especially if someone has a history of seasonal allergies, well, that's most likely allergic.
1: So if there's no gunk, you're fine to go about with your day.
0: I mean, you'd always add the picture together. So yeah, you, are you, but again, if there's no gunk, then you would just treat it a little bit differently. So for people who have no gunk, the eyes are mainly itchy, a little bit swollen and they've a history of allergies. What we'd be using is we'd be going to the pharmacy and asking for an antihistamine and maybe some eye drops that can be very helpful. For infectious uh, conjunctivitis, whether it's bacterial or viral, the question is, is whether to use um, antibiotic drops. And there's been a change in approach for the last, over the last few years because we do know even in bacteria conjunctivitis often using um, antibiotic eye drops may only shorten the course of the illness by a few days and generally most conjunctivitis will settle between 7 and 14 days and we are now taking a much more conservative approach to treating um, infectious conjunctivitis again a trip to the pharmacist uh, to get some lubricating eye drops and some lid hygiene eye wipes can be really helpful in managing the symptoms and then if that's not resolving maybe after about seven days I would certainly attend uh, the GP for an assessment. Um, the other thing that's really, really, really important when it comes to conjunctivitis, it shouldn't be painful and it shouldn't change your what we call your visual acuity. It shouldn't change your vision. If it's a case that you have a painful red eye or that you think the vision has changed, that's an emergency and it could be a serious problem within the eye or it could actually be a cold sore on the eye that can cause um, scarring. So, and both of those should be treated urgently. So pain or change in vision, always seek medical help. And the other thing we always tell patients is if you're a contact lens wearer, whatever you do, do not put in your contact lenses while the eye is inflamed because it can cause some really, really nasty infections on the eye if you do.
1: So even though pollen is one of those allergens that can cause non-infectious conjunctivitis, uh, your sense at the moment isn't that that isn't the reason for the surge in patients suffering from it?
0: I'm seeing both. The pollen counts, I, I suffer with hay fever, so I am very reliant on my antihistamines at the minute. Um, so we are so it just seems to coincide that we have the surge in adenovirus at the same time that the pollen counts are very high. So unfortunately, people are suffering with both. And that's why we're seeing so many more people attend uh, our GP surgeries and our adenovirus with uh, conjunctivitis more so than normal.
1: Does infectious generally last longer than non-infectious?
0: Well, it depends how long the pollen counts are. So and like, like if you're allergic to cats, you're going to have conjunctivitis for as long as you have cats. Um, there are a little difference. So generally, the uh, bacterial conjunctivitis will and the viral conjunctivitis will usually settle after seven days. And the allergic conjunctivitis will last for as long as you're exposed to what we call the allergen. And that could be pollen, um, animal dander or occasionally irritants.
1: Uh, at work. I am allergic to cats and my mother uh, recently decided she was going to get a cat and decided if it was a choice between me visiting or the cat staying, the cat was going to stay. Uh, what can I do when I go to visit that my eyes aren't watering and I'm not in bits? Well,
0: the main thing uh, how do you feel about cats? Uh, the oh, main not great thing now. is the main thing is actually avoidance. Like the truth is when it comes to treating allergies, um avoidance is more important is, is really the key to treatment, unfortunately. If it's a case that you know you're going to get exposed to an allergen, I would use um, a strong antihistamine, a non-sedating antihistamine. And if you get it, then it depends where you get your symptoms. If you get your symptoms in your eyes, you can get a prescription eye drop that reduces the allergy in the eyes. Um, and you can use a nasal spray as well if you tend to get a lot of rhinitis with your allergy. But if you're a person with the asthma getting exposed to um, these allergens can cause actually quite a severe asthma attack. Um, and if you are asthmatic or your allergies are a bit more severe, I would much more advise avoiding the allergen as opposed to trying to prophylactically treat the um, the allergy.
1: I hear you. The cat has got to go. Uh, just before we let you go, it is the hottest day of the year. Uh, can mm. you briefly remind us of the top tips for staying
0: safe in this heat? Um the top tips uh, heat stroke is what we worry about people who tend to be more at risk for heat stroke are they're very young they're very old are people with um, um, severe illness again just avoiding being outside uh, during the the highest most the highest temperature of the day so between maybe 11 and 3 o'clock try not to get dehydrated use regular drinks to keep you warm ideally some sort of fan and if you're feeling too hot to uh, maybe sprinkle some water on, on the face just to help cool us down heat stroke is a condition where the body's no longer able to control our temperature through sweating and the temperature can increase very, very, very quickly and tends to present with tiredness, dizziness, headache, maybe some nausea and a lot of sweating, but the skin might start to feel very dry and clammy. And if that's the case, people can actually get sick very, very quickly. So I try to cool people down as much as possible, very, very light clothing, try to get a lot of fluid. And if you're worried or you feel they're getting sick, just call an ambulance.
1: All right. Thank you very much. As always, Dr. Brian Higgins, Galway Primary Care for The Last Word on Health. The Last
0: Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30.